and I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. My eyes are open. I see clearly. My ears are open. I hear clearly. I receive the word of God into my spirit. And I am being changed. I am being changed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, one thing about this ministry is this. It has no formal foundation. Meaning, nobody... It was not existed. You get it? So, you have been called to be pioneers of a move of God in your own time. Do you get me? There was a time when the Methodist Church started. There was a time when the Pentecost Church started. And God did not say in your Bible of Roman Catholic Church started that this is the only church that I am going to send to the earth. No. If it's the only church, then we are all in trouble. Amen. Because we are going to be limited in learning. One thing is this. With every church, there is a revelation. Amen. A new way brings a new revelation. Amen. So we have been called to be pioneers of this new way. Hallelujah. Amen. Or in other words, we are part of those fighting in the final battle of God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we are in a different time completely. For you not to know your time is a deception. It means you are already confused. Hallelujah. For you not to know the time that you are in is deception. Amen. In this time, the knowledge of God is going across the earth. Amen. The wise people would hold close to knowledge. They will follow knowledge. They will unlearn and relearn. Amen. This is the time for the teachers. The time for the teachers. That the teachers have been given much more responsibility on the earth. Amen. You see, ah, what about I'm apostle, 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 you can't be doing apostle. I'm prophet, prophet, you can't be doing prophet, prophet. Amen. Your primary aim is to be a teacher. Not a comedian, not an entertainer. Amen. You don't stand on the pulpit to make people happy or to tell people's stories. Amen. You are to reveal the word of God to them. That is why you yourself, you pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may understand the word of God. Amen. See, this is a very crucial task. So, you must not take it for granted. God is doing everything, every hour, every moment, every second, and I must be part of it. I must be doing something. I must not just relax and say, oh, it's church, it's church. No, this is not those churches. Those type of, no, in this church, everybody must be trained. Everybody must be trained. Nobody will sit down and say, eh, is the follower, is the follower, or is the disciple, disciple, disciple. Disciple must become a leader. So there will not be babies in the church. The only babies that are permitted to be in the church are those who are just what? Joining the church. So if you are in the church, you must what? Grow. Hallelujah. You must what? Grow. Amen. That is why you come to church. You must grow. So, we continue with our topic. 
the eternal nature into brackets spiritual growth. Oh, sorry, I think I did it. Spiritual growth into brackets the eternal nature. Amen. So our topic is what spiritual growth. Amen. How many of you were blessed last Sunday? Last Sunday, you were blessed. I was also blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Just a little look back on what we treated. We really focused much more on the nature of the Christian, which is the eternal nature. Amen. You know, before I came to know the truth, I was I, I was having a conversation with somebody. Then the person was telling me that if I am saved, I am forever saved. I said, never. I am not forever saved. And then he said, at salvation, the day I received Jesus, what did I receive? I said, I received salvation. Is that okay? That salvation that you receive is what? Okay, so okay, let's go to the Bible. In fact, John 3 16 shows you that what? It is eternal what? Salvation. That means you are. <laughs> that means you don't, that means you are confused. <laughs> or the person who brought you to Christ is just like you. <laughs> Him too doesn't know anything. Amen. So it is paramount, it is important. This is our time. This is the time that as we march forward, we go with the word, the truth. Do you see that those who have done it before, they did not manifest it? If not, you and I we would never be what? Confused. Hallelujah. They were confused. The word of God is absolute. <laughs> and I said, yes, no, I am sure, I am not sure, I am safe, I am not sure that I am safe, I am not safe. Oh God, help me to know whether I am safe or not. Show me in my dream whether I am safe. <laughs> After you finish praying that prayer, you have finished praying foolish prayer. I want to dream foolish dreams. No, tell me. <laughs> that is when you see an angel will just come to you. Hmm. Mordecai, you should have been saved. But because you still steal your mother's money, you don't go to church on time. You, Mordecai, I have told you to do something. You have not done it. That is why you are not yet saved. You Mordecai to Oh, God, forgive me. You wake up from the dream now. No, he's not. They have not woken up from the dream. So it has. Yeah, they have woken up from the dream. So after waking up from the dream, he will go to the pastor. Pastor, I had a dream of confused pastor. Revelation. I have a revelation. Pastor said, "Speak, my son. Speak." Pastor, I was praying. What prayer? I was praying. That God will show me whether I am saved or I am not saved. See, it's a good prayer. <laughs> you must pray that prayer because you don't know whether you go to heaven or not. When the guy says, hmm, Pastor, hmm, the thing that I see, hmm, an angel came to me and said, Yes, an angel. Hmm. The angel said, I must stop this time before I am saved. Okay. Modify all those things that the angels said, go and write it down in the paper or in the book. And start casting them one by one, one after the other. When you stop, when you stop this one, you can't see it. When you stop this one, you can't see it. Modify it. Pastor, yes. Thank you. Then Sunday morning, Pastor will come to the pulpit. God is wonderful. One of one of our brothers here, Modikaya. He just had a dream. I want to show you people that there is God. You people need to know that there is God. Heaven exists. 
Mordecai had a dream. An angel of God came to Mordecai. The angel, he told Mordecai. He said, Mordecai, you must stop all these things. You also, you must go and pray that prayer. I said, hey. <laughs> so, the congregation should go and pray whether I am saved or I am not saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, watch this now. People will start going to pray. It. Everybody will begin to have different kind of dreams. <laughs> Somebody who has not gotten any dream will, will be worried. You said that he is not sick. Amen. So, what nonsense is this? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we don't stand by what an angel has to, to come and tell you that you are saved. The word of God is enough for you. The proof that you are not born again is that you don't believe the word of God. Take this again. Take it again. I said, the proof that you are not born again is that you don't believe the word of God. That means those days that you don't know you have eternal salvation, you are not born again. You get it? John 3 16. You read it from nursery school. You used it to sing songs. But you never knew it. Because it's the word of God is not known by ordinary mind. Amen. It is just like a light. And what brings that light? The spirit of God. So the spirit of revelation. It reveals the word of God to you. So now you say, yes, I see. Hallelujah. So it will work in a way that the spirit of God will reveal the truth to people. People will what? Grow. People will become saved. Amen. When you go and tell them lies of hellfire, things that are not true, that will never save them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That was just a gist. Hallelujah. Say, I am saved forever. Glory to God. Amen. We'll continue. But before we continue, I just want us to look at, I think, some things, some final scriptures we looked at last week. Let's just only look at First John. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, verse 25. 1 John chapter 2, verse 25. Do you know what I heard the Spirit say? He says, I'm talking about we. We are making a way for people to come. Amen. You are making a way. Hallelujah. How are you making a way? It's just like John the Baptist. You are preparing the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to do, I told you that the image of God is a time. It's something that is going to happen in a time. Amen. It is what God wants to do. The image of God is what God wants to do. Amen. You are to prepare yourself for it. Amen. So as we come to church, what are we doing? We are preparing ourselves for what? For it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So stay focused. Okay? If you are a singer, improve yourself. You are a preacher, improve yourself. Technical, improve yourself. Everywhere, improve yourself. Amen. Okay, can we continue now? First John chapter 2, verse 25. It says, uh-huh. And this is the promise that he had promised us. Okay. Is that it? Even eternal life. Amen. See, this is the promise that he has promised us. Who promised us? God. A 
isn't what? Eternal life. Hallelujah. Eternal life means that I would never go to hell. Hell means death. We've learned hell is a place of what? Separation from God. Amen. So, separation means death. You know, when Adam died in the beginning, in the garden, when he died, he did not die physically. But when they say he died, it means he was separated from God. That is what we call death. So, when people go to hell, hell is a place of separation. They are separated from God. But eternal life is you being in union with God forever. For eternity. Nothing will ever separate you from your Creator again. Hallelujah. Nothing separates me. Nothing separates me from God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so much joy in my heart this morning. I think. I don't know, but I hope you are feeling the same way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let us look at 1 John chapter 5. Just move 10 forward. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. You know, in chapter 2, verse 25, he promised. In chapter 5, verse 11, what it is, he said, And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He says, now it has been fulfilled. <laughs> Amen. He said, he promised in chapter 2. But now, he says, this is the record. Hallelujah. Chapter 5, verse 11. That he has given to us. That means, I have received. Hallelujah. I have what? Received what? Eternal life. Amen. Let me tell you something. Okay, before I tell you that thing, let's look at verse 13. Let's look at verse 13 before I finally tell you that thing. Amen. Look at These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. That you may know. You may know. Amen. So, I know. The word used there is epignosis. You have precise knowledge. As in specific knowledge. You know. You fully know. You get it? Now, they don't need to be convincing you. You know him. You are, you are so... You know you are so... Brown. Brown, no. <laughs> Shut up your mouth, you don't know. But it says, you know. See, it must be in your head. You must be sure. <laughs> so, this is your test. When you go out to preach, ask somebody, are you saved? <laughs> Will you go to heaven? When you notice that the person begins to change, ah. Sign, not born again. No matter who he is, whether bishop, preacher, evangelist, not born again, bring him aside and teach him the word of God. Amen. It says that you may know that you have, you have eternal life. Amen. This one is not one plus one or one plus zero. Some of the guy will change the one and put five there so it will give you a different answer. But this one, if you like, change it. It's the same. You may know, sure, you have. Amen. This is what moves us to eternity without fear. Not that we want to die and then we are afraid. Hey, if I die now, I will stand by. If I die now, if I die now, if I die now, if I die now. It stops on those nonsense. You are not afraid. So when you enter, when you enter eternity, when you enter, you're not afraid. You see, what I'm saying now, you will not know the difference now. Let us die. Let us die at the same time. You will see people. They are still afraid. Their spirit is still afraid. 
Because that was how they were when they were on the earth. Don't think that when you just you become superman, when you are, that is who you will be. Amen. So when the girls say, when we get the boldness, hallelujah, say, let us come boldly to that same bold. You see the way they use boldly. Remember, we are so sure, we are so convinced that it, it is what we have. Amen. Come boldly. Someone said, before you go to God, you first of all do some. You are worthy, Lord. You first of all praise it, praise it, praise it. So if you don't praise it, you cannot pray. <laughs> oh, just imagine Jesus wanted to stop the wind. <laughs> and the thing was, and the wind was about to turn. And then Peter said, Jesus is about to turn. Peter, Jesus said, Do we have time for prayer session? Can we pray it first? If we cannot pray, the other person are there. Oh, Peter, wait and let me praise God. You are worthy. You are worthy. <laughs> and then, as he was singing that song, <laughs> the boat is turning like this. <laughs> Peter said, hey, Jesus, stop that thing you are doing now. Stop that thing, okay, Jesus. Pray a prayer. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we, we go to him boldly. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, this is it. We should learn to be consistent with what we have been given to teach and to what? To preach. Amen. Consistency. Don't say that, ah, the people in this place, they, they don't, they don't understand. They cannot understand. They will not. So, so you have to preach that. <laughs> so, what do you want to teach? Amen. That is just by the way. Amen. So, let's let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Amen. Hold fast the profession of our faith. We continue saying what we are saying. Amen. Now, let us look at some confusing passages in the, in the Word of God. So, don't you read this place? Don't you read this place in your Bible? Let's go. Hallelujah. What about Matthew? What about John? Okay. Let's go. Let's start from the Gospel. Especially Matthew 5. Let's start from Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 14. Matthew 5 verse 14. Let's start from there. People don't like the time that they are sick. Human beings doesn't like the seed period, <laughs> but they like the fruit period. <laughs> when you put mango seeds down, you are waiting for it to grow. They that they grow now. <laughs> Say, ah, this ground is not good. Though. Let's change it. <laughs> Amen. Seed time, fruit time, the best time is uh, your own way of responding to all the times. Amen. Faithfulness. Is the key to fruitfulness. Amen. Now, verse 14 it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Eh? Who is talking? 5 verse 14. You don't know it. Sorry, Matthew 6 verse 14. Matthew 6 verse 14. It says, Okay, can we go now? For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Amen. Now, somebody can use this one to tempt you. Like we learned last week, the judge used to try to ask Jesus a question on salvation to tempt him. Amen. 
today. How can God forgive you when you yourself you have not forgiven somebody? In the corner, in one corner of your heart, you are putting the person in one corner <laughs> of your heart. <laughs> this person, I would never forgive that person. And someone says, You too, God will not forgive you. So you are scared, you are praying. Amen. So they will say, God will not answer your prayer. If you pray, you are wasting your time. If you have not forgiven somebody and you are praying, you are wasting your time. God will not answer your prayer because God cannot forgive you. People teach these things today. And they are making our work difficult. Amen. This is very, very simple. Even logical. Logical to a born again Christian, I mean. Amen. Now, what did you do before Jesus died for you? Huh? You did something? No. <laughs> the, the whole world go and make sacrifice to God before Jesus came to die. Jesus is the symbol that God has forgiven mankind. Amen. Jesus represents the forgiveness of man. Amen. It shows you, it tells you that man has been forgiven. Not will be forgiven. Amen. All the punishment of man goes to him. Jesus paid the sacrifice that made God forgive you. You get it? So there's no other sacrifice that you make that will make God forgive you. God forgave you because of who? Jesus. That is why he says, by his stripes we are healed. He's not talking about physical healing then, mind you. Although you guys, many people use it. But it's not it's talking about salvation when you read from in context. Amen. By his stripes we are healed. Because he was punished, we were forgiven. Hallelujah. So now, at the time Jesus said this thing, has he died? Huh? So was there forgiveness of sin at this time? At that time? No. At the time he said it, Jesus himself was still under the law. And the law operates in that way. You do this for God and God will do this for you. You do this and God will do that. You do this and then you get it. That, is, that was the way the law operated. You get it. So Jesus said, if you don't forgive, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But when you come to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7 So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 It makes us understand That we have what? Forgiveness of sins you, If you have not seen it before you can go and check It says you have the forgiveness of sins Amen Do you see that? The difference between the New Testament and the Old Testament so, if you cannot differentiate between the Old Testament and the New Testament, you would always have problem. You see that now? Okay. Let's look at another controversial verse in the scripture. Matthew 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly 
They are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 20. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Verse 21. Not everyone. Now, follow me very well now. Verse 21. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So somebody will come to you today and come and preach this to you. Not everyone because I went to church. Not everyone that said, no, 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 no. That will enter into the kingdom of heaven. They will preach it to you today. So Let's say they are not preaching it to you. They are preaching it to other Christians. Okay? Okay. Now, in the church, other Christians are being taught the word of God and they say, Every is not everyone. I said, No, 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 no. That will be said. Let's imagine. Let's imagine they are preaching it to some people who are Christians in the church. Now, some people will be there. What will they say? Am I asked? That means maybe I am not home. Maybe. I am one of them. You see, that is nonsense. That is not absolute truth. You get it? You see that these truths are not absolute. It is not complete. There is still. I know, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm not sure. You get it? So there is still doubting in it. It is these teachings that produce doubt in the mind of those who have not yet come to the knowledge of what? Salvation. So they are still doubting. You get it? But not everyone, not everyone, not everyone that says, Lord, 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 Lord will enter to the kingdom of heaven. You see, you are being deceived because you did not read your Bible well. If you take your time to read that passage very well, you will know that is not what it is saying. How do you know a false preacher? A false preacher is not a teacher. Okay? A false preacher is not a teacher. He cannot teach. They just take Bible verse and quotation from anywhere and use it anyhow. Imagine, somebody will just say this to people who don't know anything in the Bible. And then, when they hear they, they, they believe is the truth. But, take your time now. Let's read in context and find out for ourselves what is he talking about. Okay? Follow me now. Are you there? Look at this verse started from verse 15. This main this idea started from verse 15. Look at. Let's read verse 15 together. It says what? Beware of what? Beware of what? So now. So the emphasis is on what? False prophet. So this from here going down is talking about what? False prophets. Okay. Now look at. Look at verse 20. It says, Wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. Talking about who? False prophets. Okay. Now, verse 21. Not everyone is to be talking about what? Okay, if you are not still convinced, let's look at verse 22. Look at verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Prophesied. Have we not prophesied? Talking about two false prophets. So when he says, not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, who is he talking about? False prophets. Do you see? So, when we read the Bible, 
We should read it carefully. Not in haste, but carefully. Amen. I hope that is clear. Not now, if I say no, shut up your mouth. Go and read your Bible again. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look at you just let people look at verse 23. Look at verse 23. And look at what he said. How can God say this to somebody who is born again? Look at verse 23. He came to die for you. He died for you, and then he said this to you. And then I will profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. Yeah, that's work iniquity. <laughs> he said he never knew you. Ah, he came to die for you, and then you became his son. And then he said, I never, I never knew you. God said that a mother would forget her own child, but he, God, would never forget his own children. Never. Amen. Never. The one that God is telling that to depart from me, you are working on iniquity. Are you serious? You are preaching that in your church. <laughs> you are a good pastor. <laughs> I wonder how your members will be. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's move to another one. From here, I find a bridge into what we are doing. Matthew chapter 5. Okay, now we are going back. Verse 20. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Can we read now? It says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of... Somebody did not read it. Let's read it again. It says, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> this is <just> wonderful. <laughs> These are the kind of quotation that they usually look for. Are you righteous? Let me tell you something. The Pharisees did your holy. They were very holy that even their dress was holy. Their shoe was holy. Everything about them was holy. They were righteous people. And God said, You must be more righteous than them. If not, if, then you have to if not pass. <laughs> if not, you may die. Is it? Huh? <laughs> That you will not enter heaven. Just imagine. We know, we know, don't we know that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, far above. Hallelujah. We are so sure, we are so sure that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Amen. We are fully convinced that we are born again. We are fully convinced that we are already in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Except, so from the day you heard that, you have been trying, you have been trying, you have been trying, and up to, to, to today. In fact, maybe some people have taken place and visited Israel. How is the righteousness of the Pharisees? I want to exceed it. <laughs> Amen. The day you receive Jesus, you receive what? His righteousness. Amen. Of his, his, it was his righteousness that you received. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Amen. Why are you reading coming up? It shows you that. Amen. Should we read it? Okay. Let's read it. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 21. It says, God had made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, 
so that God's righteousness will be produced in us. I think I'm reading from ISV. Let me read from KJV. It says, For he had made him to be seen for us. Would you not see that we might be made what? The what? The righteousness of God in him. So God made Jesus to be seen and made you what? Righteous. So you receive whose righteousness? God's righteousness, which is greater than exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the what? Pharisees. Hallelujah. So do you have the righteousness now? Amen. So the reason why he said it was because of the time that they were in. They were not having this righteousness at that time. You see? Do you get it now? At that time, they were not having this righteousness. But now, we have it. Hallelujah. So, why, why are you telling that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Say, my righteousness exceeds the righteousness of scribes and Pharisees. Hallelujah. Can we move forward? We have successfully seen some common errors that preachers usually use. Now let's continue. Romans 11. In in the epistles, there are some things that you see and you will not declare. So let's go to Romans 11. Romans 11 contains one of these things. Let's quickly fix it out and deal with it. Amen. Romans 11. Okay. Let's look at Let's start from verse. Let's start from verse. Eleven. It says, I say then, have they stumbled talking about the Jews? Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. For to provoke them to jealousy. Now, verse 12. If the fall of them be the, be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Verse 13. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. Verse 14. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and my save some of them. Amen. Look at verse 15. Now we are entering into it. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Verse 16. For if the first fruit be holy, the lamp is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Verse 17. Follow carefully. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou be a white olive, Olive tree went grabbed in among them, and with them partakers of the roots and fathers of the olive tree. Verse 18 Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Verse 19 Thou wilt say then, The branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Verse 20 Follow carefully now, follow carefully now. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith, be not high minded, but fear. Verse 21 For if God spared not the natural branches, take it, let he also spare not thee. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God, severity of God, on them which fell severity, but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. 
Otherwise, thou also shall be cut off. <laughs> so if you don't continue in this goodness, if you don't continue in this grace, you shall also be what? Cut off. So somebody will ask, I don't understand that. It means I can be cut off. Yes. You can know. Do you like the answer? <laughs> if you don't like that answer, why don't you answer it by yourself? <laughs> Amen. So, can you be cut off? Ah, I was supposed to say that. You can be cut off. If you don't continue. Hallelujah. Look at verse 23. <laughs> And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is all is able to graft them in again. Amen. Amen. This God will cut you off and put them in. Talking about those people who doesn't believe. Wait, let me ask you a question. Do God? Is it that God doesn't have space? God doesn't have space to occupy you. So, let you, your own, your, your, your belief is going down. Move, 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 move. This one is coming. They believe. I'm putting that in. I'm putting that in. Now God doesn't have space. Amen. So, what is the problem? Amen. You must learn from the trend of. Um, the style of teaching of Apostle Paul. If you are not somebody who is conversant with the style of teaching, you will always be having problems. So say, don't go preaching that you have eternal salvation. You see? Do you see? Hallelujah. Okay, now read down to verse 24. Read down to, let's read, okay, let's jump up to verse Okay, let's start from verse 27. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. This is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as such in the election, they are beloved for the, for the father's sakes. Verse 29. For the what? For the what? Gifts and calling of God are without Let's read together. For the what? Gifts and calling of God are without repentance. <laughs> okay. Can we use another version? I think that is some, somehow. Let's use another version. Let's use... Okay, verse 29 I'm, I'm reading from ISV It says For God's gift and calling never change Hallelujah God's gift and calling never change Or it can never be taken back You get it? So the gift of salvation Can never be what? Taken back so whenever you read the epistles, read it up to the end, always. Amen. So just imagine one first preacher I've gone to, to I've gone to that place and he begin to preach it to you. I can be cut off. From that day when you get to you'll be sad. You say, ah, everything I have believed is nonsense. Amen. Now Another thing is this, when you see something conflicting passages like this, you ask yourself, where is this thing said again in the Bible? Where did Apostle Paul say it again? Did Apostle Paul say it anywhere again? No. He did not say it again. Meaning, it cannot be used as a word. Truth. It cannot be used as a word. Message. When I was using, when I was preaching salvation, I used one quotation. You get it? That makes everything clear. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So when you read verse 33, it says, Oh, how deep are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge, how unfathomable are his decisions and unexplainable are his ways. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Let's also go to, let's do two more and then Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Hebrews 10, verse 38. Hebrews 10, verse 38. It says, But my Sorry, I have to read from KJV. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in. So, someone will tell you that, you see? So, you can draw back, you can backslide, you can go back. You are shouting, one thing, whatever thing, you can go back. To keep quiet, read it to the end, amen. So, now let's read it to the end and find out what is there. Let's start from verse 38 again. Now, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Look at verse 39. But we are not of them who what draw back unto what. But of them that believe to the saving of their soul. Hallelujah. 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 Do you see it? We are not of them that draw back to what? Perdition to hell. No. We are not of them. Hallelujah. Is this not absolute? This is the truth of God's word that we must always teach. Amen. Not stories. Don't mind me teaching something that will deny that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so, now that we are fully, I think, hearing this, you, you, as you have fully understood the nature of the believer, that his nature can never change. Amen. You, now you are fully convinced that the believer can never be what? Be lost. Amen. The believer would never be what? Be lost. He said, he who has started a good thing is able to what? Accomplish it. Able to finish it. Then I said, he is the author and not finisher of our what? Faith. Let me tell you, when you are not born again, you are not a child of God. Everybody in this world is not the child of God. No. Your life started the day you received Jesus. The day you received Jesus, you started working in the plan of God for your life. He is your father. He plans your everyday. How everything is going in your life. He has arranged it. Amen. So your life is planned. Amen. So you are walking in the will of God. Amen. Amen. So the day you receive Jesus, you enter into a new course. Hallelujah. 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 So we are very sure. We are very convinced of what what believe. Hallelujah. So now, everything that I've just made you to know is your identity. Amen. So this is your identity. This is who you are. This is what you are. You don't grow into who you are. Are you here? You don't grow into who you are. You grow from who you are. Did you get it? Listen again. You don't grow into who you are. You don't live, 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 and then you become saved. No. Or you don't live, 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 so that you get joy, you get peace. No. No. 
you grow from who you are. This is who you are now, so you grow from there. Hallelujah. So you start growing. You know you have luck. You have luck. You have peace. You have joy. So what do you do? You start working in it. Amen. Amen. So you don't some people think that you are getting more love, you are getting more joy. You are not getting more love, you are not getting more joy. You have it in your what? Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, spiritual growth, listen to me, spiritual growth is believing and accepting who you are. Believing and accepting who you are. It is called agreeing. Agreeing. Amen. For you to agree with who what you are. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus used this word in Matthew 5. This word agree. Look at what, what is it? Matthew 5. And the way he uses it is in a funny way, don't laugh. <laughs> verse 25. Matthew 5, verse 25. He says, Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You say, Anas, yes. Anas, if you don't agree, <laughs> what is it? says, agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way. This is that agreement that we are talking about. You agree with who you are. Amen. You agree with who you are. Amen. You become one with who you are. You get it? Now, what is it? It is natural. It is natural for you to hate as a human being. Okay? It is your nature. That is the, that is the nature of man, the fallen man. Okay? It is natural if you are angry. It is normal. That is the nature of man. Okay? You get it? Look at it. Let's look at something again. That will be Galatians 5. Galatians 5, verse 19. It's very, very natural for you to walk in pride. That is the nature of the fallen man. So, it is who you are, so you are walking in it. It was what you did, so you are walking in it. Okay, are you there? Galatians 5, verse 19. Are you there? It says, Now the actions of the flesh are obvious. It, says, it is clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, reverie, jealousy, adverse of anger, quarrels, conflicts, factions. Amen. That is divisions. It says, These are the works of the flesh. So it is natural for you as a human being to be wicked. You get it? That is the, the fallen man. That is the nature of the fallen man. He is evil. You get it? He is wicked. This is the nature of the fallen man. So it is natural. It is simple for you to be like that. Okay? Now, but... It is supernatural for you to laugh. You get that now? It is supernatural for you to laugh. It is extraordinary. Just imagine a baby lifting um, the. Have you seen that thing that used to pound it? Just imagine a baby just lifted it and started pounding. You'll be shocked. So it is supernatural 
when you begin to walk in love. Now, in that one, if you now what is listen to this very well. If you become angry, if you become jealous, that one you do not agree with it, you are already one with it. You get it. But now he says you have to agree with what you have now become. Okay, you have now become love, so you have to agree with what love. So you will choose to walk in what love. So that when I choose to walk in love, this is what we call spiritual maturity. This is what we call spiritual growth. Amen. So to the degree that I walk or I agree with what God has said about me about my new nature to that degree I am spiritually what? grow Amen Amen Hallelujah Amen Look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 it says this I say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh Amen It says walk in the spirit and you shall not what? fulfill the lust of the what? flesh you walk in the spirit you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh that means in a time when I'm supposed to be angry when I'm supposed to fight I choose to walk in the spirit Galatians 5 verse 22 says It says the fruit of the spirit is clear It says it is love, joy, peace So instead of getting angry Instead of hating I choose to walk in love I choose to be joyful When I'm supposed to be sad I choose to be happy This is called spiritual maturity so I begin to agree with my new character. Hallelujah. So in this way, what happens? I walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. 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 What is spiritual maturity? It is when I forget myself. Okay. I'm in a birthday party. In this birthday party, I am enjoying myself. Enjoy everything. But in that birthday party, Pastor calls me. We are going to preach somewhere. I I have to tell my friends, please, I have to go and preach now. Forget about your birthday. I am going. This is what we call spiritual maturity. It is when we sacrifice our interest for the interest of the kingdom. It is when we sacrifice our desire for his desire. This is called what? Spiritual what? Maturity. Amen. Amen. It is when I am in my room. enjoy a beautiful movie. Bum, bum, bum. It is 6.30. I have to be in church. Grrr. I am in church. This is what? Spiritual maturity. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to the degree that you sacrifice your desire for the desire, for sorry, for the things, for the interest of God, of the kingdom of God, to that same degree, you are what? Spiritually what? Mature. Hallelujah. 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 So I sacrifice. I sacrifice. Now you know what is sacrifice? Sacrifice means to kill your desire. Hallelujah. It means to kill your interest. Hallelujah. It means to kill what you want. Hallelujah. And choose what he wants. Hallelujah. This is called what? Sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see what is sacrifice? Sacrifice is the key to spiritual growth. Sacrifice is the key to what? Spiritual growth. Without sacrifice, spiritual growth is not what? Possible. Yes. He has offended you. You need to slap him back. He has done it this. You need to do him back. But you say, no. I will not do it. You suffer pain. 
That is called sacrifice. Sacrifice means to suffer what? Pain for the interest of others. It means to put yourself back and other people ahead. Amen. To please other people in spite of your own interest. You suffer pain. Amen. This is what Jesus did. And see what happened in the whole world today. Because of his sacrifice, we have a lot of Jesuses in the world today. A lot of Christians in the world today. That's what. What if he did not sacrifice? What would have happened? If Jesus did not sacrifice, what will happen today? Can we be here today? No. So we are a product of what? Sacrifice. So as we lay down our own sacrifice, we will see our own reward in generations to come. Amen. So because we are here today in the form of sacrifice, because we are preparing ourselves for the harvest of God in the sacrifice. Amen. So as from henceforth, I will not allow anything, I will not allow anything to come in between my service for God. Hallelujah. Amen. I will put the interest of God above everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's have the feet and begin to glorify His name. We cover harder, break it here. We cover harder, break it here. We cover Thank you, Jesus.